0: chapter 9 of the pony rider boys in the grand canyon this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the pony rider boys in the grand canyon by frank g patchen chapter 9 chunky wants to go home instead of a half hour As Had been prophesied a full hour elapsed before they reached the bottom of the trail that was practically no trail at all Tad was sure that the guide couldn't find his way back over the same ground or rather rock to save his life For the boy could find nothing that looked as if the foot of man had ever trodden upon it before He doubted if anyone had been over that particular trail from the garden on as a matter of fact Dad had led them into new fields but at last they stood upon the surer foundation of the bottom of the chasm anyone needs to be a mountain goat to take that journey said tad with a laugh no a bird would be better piped stacy i'd rather be a bug then i wouldn't have to climb spoke up walter hurrah walt said something shouted ned by this time nance and the professor had walked along climbing over boulders great blocks of stone that had tumbled from the walls above Making their way to the edge of the river the others followed talking together at the tops of their voices Laughing and joking they felt relieved that the terrible climate come to an end as they approached the river Their voices died away It was a sublime but terrifying spectacle that the pony rider boys gazed upon This is more wonderful than Niagara finally announced the professor the rapids of the niagara river would be lost in this turbid stream great knife-like rocks projected from the flood when the water struck these sharp edges it was cleanly cut spurting up into the air like geysers sending a rainbow spray for many yards on either side what puzzled the lads more than all else were the great leaping waves that rose without apparent cause from spaces of comparatively calm water these upturning waves the guide explained with the terror of explorers who sought to get through the canyon in boats Has anyone ever accomplished it asked Ted? Yes that intrepid Explorer major J.W. Powell made the trip in the year 1869 one of the most thrilling voyages that man ever took Several of his men were lost two who managed to escape below here were killed by the Indians I think I should like to try it said tad thoughtfully "'You won't, if I have anything to say about the matter,' replied Dad shortly. "'No one would imagine, to gaze down on this stream from the rim, "'that it was such a lively stretch of water,' remarked the boy. "'It just doesn't seem possible.' "'Yes, if they had some of this water up on the plateau, "'it would be worth almost its weight in gold,' declared Nance. "'Water is what Arizona needs, and what it has precious little of.' "'Speaking of the danger of the river,' continued Nance, "'it isn't wholly the water.' But the traveling boulders. Traveling boulders exclaimed the boys. Yes, boulders weighing perhaps a score or more of tons are rolled over and over down the river by the tremendous power of the water, almost with the force and speed of projectiles. Now and again they'll run against snags. The water, dashing along behind them, is suddenly checked under the surface. The result is a great up wave, such as you've already observed. They are just as likely to go downward or sideways as upward you never know then that is the explanation of the cause of those up waves asked the professor that's the way we figure it out but we may be wrong take an old man's advice and don't monkey with the river i thought you said dad's beloved canyon would not hurt him said tad teasingly dad's canyon won't the river isn't dad's the river is a demon the river would scream with delight were it to get dad in its cruel clutches answered the old man thoughtfully his bristling whiskers drooping to his chest are you boys hungry the boys were so dad sought out a comfortable place where they might sit down a shelf some twenty feet above the edge of the river whence they could see the turbulent stream for a short distance both ways it was a wonder to them where all the water came from the professor called attention to his former statement that the river drained some three hundred thousand miles of territory this explanation made the matter clearer to them coffee was made the ever-ready bacon quickly fried and there in the very heart of the grand canyon they ate their midday meal never before had they sat down to a meal amid such tremendous forces the meal having been finished and dad having stretched himself out on a rock after his dinner the boys strolled off along the river exploring the various crevices isn't there gold down here asked tad returning to the shelf dad sat up stroking his whiskers thoughtfully i reckon you would find tons of it in the pockets of the river if she were to run dry was the amazing reply but protested tad is there no way to get it not that man knows of the almighty Who made the whole business here is the only one who's engineer enough to get that gold No, sir, don't have any dreams about getting that gold it isn't for man at least not yet Maybe he to whom it belongs is saving it for some other age for folks who need it more than we do Nobody will ever need it more than we do interposed Stacy Why just think I could buy a whole stable full of horses with what I could get out of one of those pockets Maybe I'll show you where you can pan a little of that yellow out before you finish your trip Later in the day the guide decided that it was time to start for the surface again But the boys begged to be allowed to remain in the canyon overnight. It was an experience. They felt sure would be worthwhile For a wonder professor Zepplin sided with them in this request Well, I'll go up and water the stock then if you want to stay here why all right decided dad i'll go with you said tad professor i'll leave the rest of the boys in your charge don't let them monkey with the river i don't want to lose anybody on this trip fall in there and you'll bring up in the pacific ocean what's left of you will nothing will ever stop you till you hit the sandwich islands or some other heathen country the boys promised and so did the professor and both men knew the lads would keep their word for by this time they held that stream in wholesome respect chunky after the guide and tad left perched himself on the point of a rock where he lifted up his voice in where the silvery colorado wends its way ned rector occupying his time by shying rocks at the singer but chunky finished his song and had gotten halfway through it a second time before one of ned's missiles reached him well that put an end to the song and brought on a rough and tumble fight in which ned and stacy were the sole participants Chunky, of course, got the worst of it. The two combatants locked arms and strolled away down the river bank after Chunky had been sufficiently punished for trying to sing. Night in the canyon was an experience. The roaring of the river, which no longer could be seen, was almost terrifying. Then, too, a strange weird moaning sounded all about them. Dad, who had returned, explained that it was supposed to be the wind. He confided to Tad, That it was the spirit of the canyon uttering its warning warning of what I don't know Maybe a storm, but you can believe something's going to come off kid answered Nance with emphasis Something did come off Tad and Nance had fetched the blankets of the party back with them together with two large bundles of wood for the campfire Which materials they had let down from point to point at the end of their ropes Tad had learned always to carry his lasso at his belt It was the most useful part of his equipment. He had gotten the other boys into the habit of doing the same Rifles had been left in the camp above as they were a burden in climbing down the rocks, but all hands carried their heavy revolvers A very comfortable camping place was located under an overhanging shelf of rock The campfire just outside lighting up the chamber in a most cheerful manner there after supper The party sat listening to dad's stories of the canyon during some of his 30 years of experience with it The wind was plainly rising it drew the flames of the fire first in one direction Then in another Nance regarded the signs questioningly after a little he got up and strolled out to the edge of the roaring river Tad and chunky followed him We're going to have a storm said dad a heavy one asked tad a regular Hummer rain everything the whole thing i'm sorry now we didn't go back up the trail but maybe we'd never got up before we were caught however we're pretty safe down here unless unless what piped chunky unless we get wet answered nance though tad knew that was not what was in the guide's mind just as they were turning back to the camp there came an explosion that seemed as if the walls of the canyon had been rent in twain Chunky uttered a yell and leaped straight up into the air Tad took firm hold of the fat boy's arm Don't be a fool that was thunder and lightning the lightning struck somewhere in the canyon isn't that it dad Nance nodded It's always doing that it's been plugging away at dad's Canyon for millions of years But the canyon is doing business at the same old stand I hope those pintos are all right up there added the guide anxiously Maybe they're struck suggested Stacy Maybe they are, replied Nance. Come, we'll be getting back unless you want to get wet. A dash of rain followed almost instantly upon the words. The three started at a trot for the camp. They found the professor and his two companions anxiously awaiting their return. That was a severe bolt, said the professor. Always sounds louder down here, you know, replied Dad. Echoes. Yes, I understand. Is-is it going to rain? questioned Walter. No, it's going to pour returned chunky. You'll need your rubber boots before long Move that campfire in further directed Nance it'll be drowned out in a minute This was attended with some difficulty, but in a few minutes they had the fire burning brightly under the ledge Then the rain began it seemed to be a cloud burst instead of a rain lightning was almost incessant the reports like the bombardment of a thousand batteries of artillery even the rocks were trembling and quaking chunky's face grew pale say i want to go home he cried trot right along there's nothing to stop ye answered the guide sarcastically afraid questioned ned jeeringly no i'm not afraid just scared stiff that's all retorted the fat boy the shelf of rock that sheltered them had now become the base of a miniature niagara falls The water was pouring over it in tons making a roaring sound that made that of the river seem faint and far away Jim Nance was plainly worried Tad Butler saw this and so did the professor, but neither mentioned the fact Their location was no longer dry the spray from the waterfall had drenched them to the skin No one complained they were too used to hardships all at once there came a report Louder and different from the others followed by a crashing a Thundering a quaking of the rocks beneath their feet that sent the blood from their face of every man in the party Even dad's face grayed ever so little the next second each one was thrown Violently to the ground a sound was in their ears as if the universe had blown up We're killed howled chunky help help yelled Walter Perkins What what is it roared the professor? We're struck shouted tad lie still hug the wall bellowed the stentorian voice of jim nance who himself had crept closer to the canyon wall and lay hugging it tightly the deafening terrifying reports continued one corner of the ledge over their heads split off sending a volley of stones showering over them leaving the faces of some of the party flecked with blood where the jagged particles had cut into their flesh it was a terrible moment For the Pony Rider Boys End of chapter 9